Welcome to the In His Image podcast, a series from Christian Concern with me, Paul Huxley, and Ben John. We'll be looking at questions raised by the book In His Image by Stephen McCoyd and seeing from the Bible how God's design for humanity is good news for individuals and society. Welcome to the In His Image podcast. In this final episode, we're going to be looking at how the church can be witnessing to the world and being a refuge for the broken. And Paul is going to read to us now those famous verses from John 3, 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. We're going to consider how these verses impact us and how we witness to our friends, how we witness to society and how we speak the truth without condemning or giving the impression of arrogance. You may want to pause, consider those verses and reflect. So Paul, how do these verses compare with maybe what your friends believe about God and the church? So these verses and the rest of the Bible show a picture of a God who really is full of love. God is eternally full of love. The Father loves the Son, the Son loves the Father, and so on. He's eternally full of love. In fact, in 1 John, the Bible says that God is love. And this passage shows that love. It shows that God took action in loving the world so much to give his one and only Son, that's the Lord Jesus, to provide a way for eternal life for all of us. And that verse 17 there, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. So I think this question is picking up on that idea that no, God is full of love and that's his purpose in the world, not condemnation. Now, what do my friends um, and the people I know believe about God? Well, I think they have an idea that Christianity teaches that God is loving and God is love. And what people tend to think about the church is what they're against. So unfortunately, because of the nature of debate in society, churches are mostly known for what they're against, which is not what any of us want. We want to be known as people who love the Lord Jesus and want all of his goodness for all the people in the world. Um, but unfortunately, that does mean that we have to stand up on some issues. And so some, sometimes we can be very easily portrayed as condemning people rather than loving them. Yeah, certainly. And I think, and I think we've said this before, we don't want to go on all, all the time about these kind of edgy issues. But the reality is, is that God's placed us in this particular time when society wants to go on about all these kinds of issues. And so we have a duty, as we learned in the last episode, uh, to respond, to give an answer, um, and to proclaim hope and life and the Lordship of Christ into these different areas. Um, but the reality is, is that doing that is about proclaiming God's love. So it's not about being against something, it's about being for God. It's about being for God's ways, his patterns, um, and his structures. Jesus said himself uh, that he didn't come for those who have it all together, the people who have their whole lives figured out. Jesus was once asked why he ate with tax collectors and sinners rather than with the well-to-do Pharisees and so on. And on hearing it, Jesus said to them, this is from Mark 2, it is not the healthy who need a doctor but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous but sinners. And I think sadly there is 
often a perception of the UK conservative evangelical church that we're really about the people who have it all together. Um, it can look sometimes to people on the outside as if the church is just for sort of well-to-do, middle-class, white people um, in England. Now, that's not true of all churches by any means, and I don't think it's really a fair reflection on even white conservative evangelical middle-class type churches, because quite often they are bringing hope to their communities in all kinds of ways and looking out for people through things like Christians Against Poverty, through homelessness ministries, uh, through crisis pregnancy work and all kinds of other things. So I don't think that perception is entirely fair. However, there is something to it in that at least when we gather together on Sundays, we can sometimes, at least in the kind of churches I've been to, portray ourselves as having it all fixed rather than being a place where the broken can come and receive hope. Yeah, absolutely. And this is why we've got to make sure we fully understand that we're all saved by grace um, through faith, that it's not just those who are broken and those who are, you know, clearly troubled are the ones who really need God's grace. But all of us are kind of, we're fairly got it together and that we're kind of just saved generally. And we haven't really needed real repentance in our lives. The reality is, is that we're all wicked sinners who need the loving mercy grace of God. We all need Christ's righteousness in our own lives. And if we remember that, then I think it would soften our hearts to those who maybe are different to us, uh, to those who have different kinds of problems uh, to the ones that we face, you know, maybe particular socioeconomic problems, uh, those who are outcast from society. Uh, we all need to realise that in, in one sense, we're all, uh, well, we all once were outcasts, <laughs> but Jesus welcomes us in. And we should see that in our own churches, that anyone and everyone who walks through the doors of the church should be welcomed in, should be loved. Uh, we should be hospitable um, to anyone who's broken and show them uh, the love of Christ. Um, you know, he, we love because Christ first loved us. That's right. And as we said last time, however loving and compassionate and gentle and respectful we are when we say certain types of things, we can face slander and misrepresentation. That's in 1 Peter 3 that we were looking at last time. And however compassionate and non-condemnatory we actually are, we may be attacked as if we are trying to condemn people. That aside, as Christians who love the truth, who do want to stand up on these issues of all humans being made in God's image, and therefore deserving protection from the very beginning of their lives at conception all the way to the end of their lives, and who believe that we're made male and female in God's image, equally valuable but different, and therefore have certain views about marriage, and all the other issues that we've covered, we love those truths. We do need to work hard at speaking the truth about those things in a way that shows our compassion and that tries to undo some of um, how we are portrayed by others. Yeah, certainly. I, I think the world is hurting and broken, and that's why it's pursuing this salvation through the wrong means. It's pursuing a form of deliverance. It, it thinks it can find freedom in all of these different areas, but we're the ones that have, that can point towards the one who does offer um, freedom and healing and breaking of those bonds that um, all are trapped in. Um, the world just needs to hear 
um, that love of Christ. They need to hear that they can come to him, all who are weary and heavy laden. He will give us rest. And we've got to make sure that we live that in our own lives, with our busyness, with our anger, with all that we're doing. Are we truly uh, resting in Christ and pointing others towards him? And to say, cast your burdens and your wrestlings and your anxieties upon him. Cast all your sin and your shame upon the cross. Find that forgiveness. Know that there is no for now, no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. We have so much good to offer to those who are hurting and broken. We need to be bold in sharing it with them. Thanks so much for joining us for this In His Image podcast series. I hope you found it really helpful as we've looked through these questions raised by the book In His Image by Stephen McCoyd. If you haven't already read that, please do, because it will really give you much more insight uh, than these podcasts can on these topics, and it'll be well worth your time. There is also a study guide with more questions to help you think in detail about these issues. Why not do it with a friend? Why not do it in your church uh, with your small group? I think it would be really helpful for all kinds of Christians to understand these issues better and think really clearly about how we can love our neighbours and love our God by speaking with truth and compassion into these issues. Thanks again for joining us.